Bright Sounds, the voice of Brightworld. Hello, my name's Charlotte Hampson and welcome to Bright Sounds, Brightworld Guardianship's podcast channel. Today I am joined by the lovely Michael Voice, um, who is the principal at Cambridge Malkia College. This is the location for Bright World's new quarantine and settling in programme. So thanks so much for joining us today, Michael. Um, it, it's nice to have you on. How are you doing? Uh, hi, Charlotte. Um, well, we're doing fine here, and it's a, a great pleasure to join you with, for this podcast today. And I know that obviously we've been working together for quite a while now, running our Relax and Revise program, um, which is usually our host family alternative during half terms and Easter. Um, so firstly, thanks for doing such a great job on that for the last four years. It's been a pleasure. Um, and for those listening that don't know about Cambridge Malkia College, it would be great if you could just tell us a bit more about what the college does year round. Okay, so firstly, where we are. So we're in Cambridge, um, just to the north of uh, the, the actual city itself, in a, in a rural environment uh, um, in a village called Willingham, um, which affords us lots of nice, safe, open space around us. Um, throughout the year, we primarily operate cultural exchange programs, English language courses, both for children and uh, professionals, um, and high school uh, uh, experience programs with uh, local uh, secondary schools. That's brilliant. And I know that just switching the attention now to, to quarantine, um, I know that at Bright World, we've been speaking a lot with schools and having conversations about the possible need uh, for quarantine come August for the September start. Um, the good news is that schools are really prepared. Um, they're, most are planning to offer quarantine on site. Um, but as you know, we hear that some schools don't plan to offer this. Uh, and I think that's why it's so important um, that we get prepared um, and plan our quarantine and settling in programme. My question to you, though, Michael, is, is how likely do you think it is that quarantine will be needed uh, come August? Of course, it's uh, only ever going to be in a personal opinion at this stage because um, the it's under review by the government and we're hoping that uh, on or around the 29th of June, we'll actually get some certainty surrounding this. Um, at the moment, it looks, I would say, there's a fair chance that there will be some sort of quarantine, but for, I, I think, particular countries maybe. Um, but as circumstances change in other countries, um, such as uh, particularly China, which is where a considerable number of students come from, um, there still remains some uncertainty. Um, we addressed this very, very early on in the situation, myself and Lana, we spoke about this probably in April when we um, realised that there was a potential situation where students would be coming back and not initially being uh, able to go into their schools. And so we've been preparing for this, this eventuality, but hoping that it won't happen since then. 
Yes. So I think that is that's the right thing, isn't it, Michael? We've just been trying to be as prepared as possible, um, but obviously not knowing uh, which way things will go. So exactly. just for our parents and our and our listeners, can you tell us a bit more about when the programme is due to start um, and how long uh, the programme can be available um, throughout uh, August? Well, the the initial um, idea around this was that we would we try and be as flexible as possible because we understand and we realise that not all, all the schools will start at the same time. Um, then there will be, of course, the availability of um, air tickets in that uh, peak periods. There will be no availability, so people will have to travel either earlier or slightly later. Um, as you know, Charlotte, there's a, the number of flights from many destinations is destinations is still minimal, um, and even by August, September, they will not be up to the previous levels. So yes, we, exactly, and I think um, that's a good point, Michael. We are um, advising parents uh, that they should, if possible, buy flexible air tickets. Because as you say, we just don't know um, what, what is going to happen and if quarantine is even going to be required. Um, so for parents listening that want to book onto the quarantine programme um, and they're maybe worried about cancellation and implications and timings, uh, can you tell us a bit more about, about that, Michael? I think, well, again, we have to be flexible. It's, it's about understanding that things change very quickly both for us for parents for airlines for everything so we will be obviously understanding of of the situation i think uh, you know the only time there will be implications on cancellation will be um where it could have been avoided or information you know, at the last minute but I, I don't foresee last minute changes to anything at the moment that's really great news and i think having that reassurance I know is helping parents that are you know talking about guardianship and investigating uh, guardianship and quarantine options it is really helping them to know that we are all trying to be as flexible as possible um, I, I also think Charlotte that parents need to be um, in themselves prepare a little bit earlier this be prepared to prepare earlier um, because yeah. otherwise, if they leave things too late, they will find it very difficult for flights. They will find it very difficult to find services to support their students because it, it, the time will just, the, the, the availability of services will be considerably less this year than in previous years. So they need yes. to really start planning almost now for August, September, um, contacting their schools, understanding where. Um, mm -hmm what the quarantine situation is, even at this stage, because things can, we, you know, they can change things at a later stage, but they need to understand it now and plan for those things as they stand now, I believe. Exactly, and I think that's what's been really positive, if anything positive can come out of this, is that schools um, and guardians like ourselves have been able to really reassure parents um, that we can step up to the plate when, when we're needed and prepare as much as possible um, for as many different eventualities as, as we can think of. Um, and, ju and just talking about that in terms of planning for the quarantine and settling in programme, parents um, I know are asking lots of questions about 
cleaning um, and, and preparations that are going to be in place. Um, can you tell us a bit more about um, the rooms at Cambridge Melchior College and how students will actually be self-isolated um, and how cleaning will come into effect? Okay, so effectively uh, Cambridge Melchior College is, is um, I can't think of the word now, uh, the, the college it's, it's standalone, so we're not surrounded by anything else. So we can actually create our own environment here. Um, so I'm hoping that we can create almost like a one family environment with our students here. So they will all have um, single rooms, unless they are siblings, then they can share. Mm -hmm. They will all be in rooms on their uh, single rooms. These rooms are not small. Um, and they will have um, their own ensuite bathroom. So they won't be sharing bedding, um, sleeping space or mm -hmm. uh, bathroom space with other students. The cleaning will take place, and this is, uh, this is interesting, the, the cleaning will take place um, once, they, once they leave their rooms. Their rooms will be cleaned every single day. Um, and the college will be cleaned several times during the day depending on where the students are at the time. Um, as far as um, the distancings, um, uh, the, the, the general other things are, um, staff will be um, generally speaking on site all the time, so they won't be staff coming in and out of the um, environment. That's good um, to know. We will be, um, myself particularly, and my colleague Keith will be here all the time. We may have one uh, member of staff who has to come in and out, but they live alone anyway. Um, so as regards that, we're trying to minimise any, um, any risk from outside our own environment here. And I think that's really nice what you say about creating and being able to create your own environment at Cambridge Malkia College. And I think that's, that's one of the reasons why we're so comfortable we feel so confident um, to, to create this new program and, and run it with you is because we know and we have had such good feedback from our guardianship students that have gone to the relax and revise program um, so if quarantine is still required um, then we know that our students will be really well um, taken care of um, so parents are also wondering uh, about activities and and things that their children will actually be able to do during the day. Um, so obviously you've got lovely gardens at Cambridge Malkia College. Um, can you tell us a bit more about how you're planning to keep um, the students um, engaged during the time that they're with you and comfortable? Okay, so we'll use the lessons that we've learned from Relax and Revise. Um, clearly, Quarantine means quarantine, which means that uh, excursions are not really going to be available at this point. However, quarantine rules may change if they, if they still stay, and there may be some opportunity for private trips. So we'll see. Um, but as far as being here is concerned, yes, thank you for the mention about the garden. We do have a a big garden that uh, we've been actually working on over the summer to uh, to make uh, make it a little bit more user friendly for us at least. Um, there's a lot of space, 
I calculate that uh, subject to siblings, there would only be somewhere in the region of 15 students here. They would have space to play distancing, distancing games such as badminton, swing ball, various other things in the garden or just um, chill out in the garden. They can also exercise in the garden, um, which is, I think, quite important. Oh, yes, definitely. House, we have um, we now have a dedicated uh, room with a pool table, um, table football, and um, a table tennis table. So there's that sort of area. Again, these are games where they can or be be separated. They're, they're not going to be standing within a great distance of each other. I think that's quite important. You still got to keep the social distancing at this point. Um, but then those regulations may change as well. Um, that's really that's really great to know and, and and just talking going back a bit to the restrictions and social di the term social distancing is is one that I don't think any of us knew anything about um, but it's really become something that we're we're all very used to in our daily lives and and obviously mm. schools are preparing for how to implement uh, social distancing when you have children together so just for our listeners, could you tell us a bit more about the preparations that you're making uh, to make sure that social distancing um, is adhered to during during the programme? We are proposing at this stage that, it, the, to be to be honest, here it's really quite straightforward for us because we've got a big building and we will have an appropriately small number of students here. So, by virtue of total space they will have, have lots of space but we will only allow with each room for, for example the room i'm currently in here this room here i will only allow three students into this room at any one time so each room will be it will be indicated on the room how many students are allowed in a particular room at any one time um, at meal times much as I don't particularly want this to, to I don't, I'm not comfortable with this from a social point of view, their mm -hmm. students will not be able to share tables. They will be separated by the, the, ta the distance in that way. Um, there will be some flexibility around that because if the weather is nice, which it may well be at that time of year when they come, um, then we'll encourage you know, fresh air, eating, eating on the patio in the fresh air anyway. Um, moving around the school, I think it's it's a case of common sense. Uh, by this time, I would hope there will be a, um, a preliminary discussion with students when they arrive to explain to them the measures that are in place at the time for social distancing, explaining to them that they can't meet in groups in corridors or in rooms. Um, but we have to also rely upon uh, common sense and uh, good behaviour. But they should be used to this concept by the time they reach here anyway. Yes, and I'm sure that, that our students, it will be really useful for them to, to have that update from you when, when they arrive. Um, now, obviously, we have been having questions as well for, from our parents about uh, testing and about what would happen if their child was to develop symptoms during during the course uh, so could you just talk to us a bit about that and how you plan to manage that um, at 
this stage, and this is very still very much in the planning stages, we would, um, we would use, we have a separate uh, residential block, which at this point would not be used for this, um, this thing, um, for this program, other than if we needed to isolate a student. Um, and in the first instance, we would isolate the students in the lodge, um, and then, of course, we would speak to yourselves at Bright World as to the next course of action, depending on the situation. We would contact the, the doctors, which um, are very close to us in the village, to arrange for a test to take place, um, and we would dedicate a, one of us, a member of staff, to look after that student, who would probably also isolate in the, in the, same, in the same area to minimise contact with the other students. Um, yes. We're hoping that um, this, we, the, we, I mean, this won't happen. I really hope this doesn't happen. I think it, it's, uh, it will be extremely unlucky if it did happen. Yes. Before the I students arrive so. though, we will be asking, we will, we will be probably looking at um, some sort of uh, health questionnaire and uh, you know, checking of temperatures before they even step foot into the building because I think we need to be clear you know, they're not arriving with symptoms at least even if they do so there's two scenarios really for me there's mm -hmm. a student potentially arriving with something and or a student um, developing something whilst they're here um, yes that's... and I think that's exactly right when they arrive with you um, all, all Brightwood students uh, will be collected by uh, a Brightwell driver um, and our drivers have all signed up to our contingency plan and are wear and will be wearing PPE face masks and doing deep cleaning of of the of the taxi itself so when they arrive with you uh, Michael obviously um, the students will be asked to settle in in their room and obviously it will just be a case of watching out um, for any symptoms um, and we hope it doesn't happen, but it's good to know that if it does, then you are really prepared. Um, so thank you so much um, for joining us, Michael, and for talking to us about this new program, which we're all getting ready for. Um, it's really been nice getting to know more about the program myself and just to have a chat with you and catch up, really. Um, so I hope you, um, you've enjoyed it. Have you enjoyed it? <laughs> yes, it's been an interesting experience. It's not something I do on a regular basis. <laughs> well, you couldn't really say you, that you didn't enjoy it, could you, as I'm right here, but <laughs> thanks so much anyway. Um, and we look forward to catching up with you again soon. Um, so bye for now, everyone. Bye for now, Charlotte. Bye. Keep safe. Thank you for listening to Bright Sounds, a podcast from Brightwell Guardianships. If you're interested in finding out more about anything we've discussed today, please visit our website www.brightwellguardianships.com or follow us on Facebook and Twitter to find out more. Bright Sounds is available as a podcast on major podcast platforms or by subscribing directly to us on Podbean. Please look forward to more fascinating interviews and discussions with our Brightwell team and expert guests. Take care and we'll hear from you at our next Bright Sounds podcast.